This is WMPG 90.9 Southern Maine Community Radio from USM. In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again, or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In the Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Thank you listeners for tuning in to In The Pocket. I'm your host, Joe Edwards, and our special guest today is Shamik The God. He's a very talented hip-hop artist. Um, His latest album is called Sleeping Giant. He's been in the game for 20 plus years. Um, He started out really young though, okay? Uh, Please, Shamik The God, Introduce yourself. How you doing, everybody? The God. Um, I've been doing, as you said, I've been doing this about 30 years. And it's, it's, it's kind of my passion. I enjoy music a lot. I've actually gotten into production. And um, on the low, I might be learning to sing as well. I might want to venture out into other genres at some point. I'll keep a lookout. So, uh, so you started at age 13. Was there a particular like artist or song that you remember being like, oh, I want to be just like that? Man, um, I, I mean, my, my, my taste in music at that, at 13 years old was like pretty, well, I mean, I grew up listening to, you know, Mob Deep, um, Wu-Tang, I grew up Price is still one of my favorite rappers of all time, even though, like, you know, he's super old and so forth. Um, who else? Cannabis. I was heavily influenced by cannabis, I would say. Ari the Rock. a lot of underground when I was younger, as well as mainstream. So, I guess I really love Snoop Dogg, too. His first albums. Doggy Style was one of my favorite albums of all time. People like they're like really <laughs> like are you serious? I'm like no, no, seriously. Like that album, that album hit. Right. It was very it was what it was, but the time Snoop came up in, and I appreciated the honesty on that. It was it was, it was whatever, but you know, I was like 13, 14 when that came out, so you know, so I was. I mean, I think it's a classic. Um, Doggy Style, just, it's put him on the map. Um, Had one of the classic Dre skills of, let's say your name a thousand times in a song, and it'll be a hit, and then everybody knows who you are. Classic. On some 
on some crazy shit though I just found out uh, only a couple weeks ago I just found this out I didn't know that song The Shiznit that shit was a mic check that wasn't written Ooh. that was a freestyle he just got in the booth and did that and he was just like yeah bet we gonna, do, we gonna use that like that shit was off the top Shiznit is one of my favorite songs on that whole album and it was a freestyle such talent Indeed. yeah um, and also he covered uh, Lottie Dottie so people who were Slick Rick fans and just introducing the young crowd to an old foundational rapper I thought it was phenomenal I really enjoyed well, being like a baby in my listening to Slick Rick being in the, the backseat of his fucking you know, car if you listen to Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh and uh, Cool J and that shit, you know, that was my shit. So. Right on. So um, on your latest album, um, you probably don't have any covers, but were there any like songs or artists that you were inspired by directly? For my latest album, it's, it's really hard to say. It's like, as I grew up, my, and I really mean all types of music, um, album itself um in mind like I, I finalized the album during like the original COVID like not doing anything or whatever so uh, I do just give you where I was in, in life when I completed that album it was, it was an interesting time um but Honestly, I, I had like built this studio. I, I was, I was renting, whatever it was. Um, and I had built this studio in an extra And um, I wasn't really doing much with it. I was messing around with a little production and like that, but not being serious. And um, ran into an old work with um, was a producer um, locally. His name's uh, Obista. Um, I, he came across. I came across him online, and he put an album together. Do it within. I, I feel like that album was produced pretty quickly. I mean, it's only like seven tracks, but the songs like people had to tap in. Like it, it took a little. while That album came out pretty. Um, and it was almost like something I just that was all written at the time that I made the album. You know, sometimes you, you got stock verses and you're using them all from the heart. So that album was different for me. And the first album, I feel like it was just really I got some stuff off my chest. I guess that's how that album came. That was really much. Well, it's great that it was a, a self-contained, I mean, I know you had collaborations, but it was a self-contained experience of you bearing your inner thoughts. So. Which I try to do with my music anyway. That, that, that album is I've only made two albums, maybe different, different, you know, but 
that's that's just my take on it. It's not that album didn't come out to be what I expected. But I'm really happy about the. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of connectivity between the songs. Um, did you feel like you were telling a story in the end? It was funny because my first came out and like I literally said back specific story. And, um, you know, I, I would tell people like it's um But this album, I didn't actually try to do that. For you to come out and say that, like, it's, it's interesting. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's like a subconscious thing that I, that I don't really think about. But. Yeah. Um, I, I think that people often do tell stories. Well, except for like, when I think about Michael Jackson's Bad album, like that's really just an album of singles. Like I don't feel like it's cohesive in any way, except that they're good songs. Indeed. I mean, it's, it's also, there's a lot to be said for working with the same on a full album. Um, oh, Beast the Prophet, amazing producer. Um, I love working with him when we were actually working on um, Sleep. Um, projects going now. There's one coming out. Um, Sleeping Giants 2, and on the low, I've also been working with this. Uh, this other producer, um, Greg, he, uh, he plays like all the instruments. So like he'll do the, you know, like uh, all this different stuff or whatever. I've done a couple tracks with him already. We're actually working on the album. So I'm pretty excited about that. The idea of being able to like perform on stage and would be really cool. Oh, that'd be great. I think, uh, all I can think of is Andre 3000, but the, I think Big Boy, the other member of uh, Outcast, like he performs with a live band now and it's it's really nice, really good. It's like Rick does too. Oh, I see, he came to Portland one time and I, and I saw him and I got to meet him in like moments of my life, you know, like I Rick, I was super excited to get to the, uh, which I don't even know now. I don't think it's, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think it's called like White Cap. It's like a place to get brunch now. Is it Market Street? It's like in the basement on that spot? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he came there before one night. And he, you know, the whole band that comes with him before, well, time before he got on stage. He got on stage before one night. So do you see yourself, I know you said you want to get into blues. What what sparked that idea? You know, I listen to a lot of I listen to a lot of blues, soul, and funk. Really into it, like seven days out of the week, or at least of them, I'm probably listening to like. Funk. I actually have a list that I made um for that specifically all blues, soul, and um funks pretty good playlist um let's see if I can pull it up I forget what the name of it is <laughs> for the OGs <laughs> yeah for the OGs for the OGs apostrophe S it's on Spotify 
public. So if you want to know what I'm listening to, it's all there. Right on. <laughs> Have you started any lessons for bass or drums? Oh no, I don't want to learn to play drums. I want to learn to play the guitar. I want to learn, yeah, yeah. Um, just the guitar. I want to learn to be like be able to like sit on stage and like play the guitar at the same time. Um, I really love the blues. I'm a huge fan, um, and it's something I think I would enjoy doing. Because you know, like, who wants to be a rapper for the? <laughs> you go out, you mature. And um, a rap, you know, I, I guess I my interests have expanded in a sense. Like I enjoy rapping. So well. Yeah, I feel like that's real interesting. I think that's great to branch out and keep expanding on who you are. And if you think something and you want to be that, do that. But it seems like you've brought up this thing where. I feel like hip-hop, a lot of people think that is really just for young people. And it seems like you might think that too. You know, it's an interesting thing because um, you look at any other genre of music, progress through that genre of music for the rest of their life. Hip-hop is a man's game. Person is rap, things or whatever. I feel like you can, but you, I feel like it doesn't have to be that way, but like a lot of people look at it that way. Um. Yeah, indeed. Like it's a thing. It's a stigma. I don't think it's a real thing, personally. But like some way or whatever. But like, nah. I feel like I could rap as long as I as, as long as I wanted to, as long as I was real. And um, you know, I try to keep it real with lyrics. So. Yeah, I think it's. I think you can be a rapper till you die especially if you're doing a good job at it and you're having fun, like especially those two things. If you're not having fun anymore, then yeah, stop rapping, please, for everybody's sake. Um, but if you're having fun and of course you have more things to say because you've lived more life. Like, I love my hair, Drake, talking about doing taxes. I'm like, yes, taxes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. If you're doing taxes or ever love doing taxes, just be good at it. <laughs> Be good at it, man. If I wasn't good at it, I hope somebody would have told me to chuck on that <laughs> Yeah, but you can always get better. Like, I think when people Indeed. start out, they're not always amazing. Indeed. I remember sometimes, I... like, I, I couldn't get on stage. There <laughs> <laughs> yeah. were those days. <laughs> I definitely saw, uh, like, Little Wayne on, like, a BET where it was some freestyle, but this was before any of the Carters. And probably just right after proper like a Todd or Hot Boys or something where he's just like a feature. And his freestyle was crap. Like he actually forgot what he was gonna say and like you can clearly tell that this was this was a L. He took an L. <laughs> but then what'd he do? Exactly. Then what'd he do? He went back to the studio and that motherfucker ain't stopped practicing since. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker's one of the best free he's one of the best lyricists in the fucking game, period. He's literally one of the best. I would put him in the top 10 artists of all time. I would put him in the top 10 for sure. I'm not sure about the top five, top 10. I would totally put, in my opinion, in my opinion. No. I think he's great too. I, I don't know a lot of his work, but I do know that one of his albums, 
not only was he telling a story, but where he stopped in one song, he would pick up from the next song would start where he ended. So I thought that was that's not very common. I feel like it's one of the Carters. Like I feel like when some of your albums are all the same name, it kind of it's hard yeah, to remember hard to, which one. It starts to be a thing. Yeah, he's got like the Carter Five at this point. Yeah, I'm like, one of the Carters. <laughs> thoroughly through all those albums, all I can say is like, if you listen to his lyrics and his wordplay on some of those songs is absolutely crazy. Um, the way he uses um, well, this is wordplay, amazing. Like it's something like not. Everybody has. Oh, my cat is so mad at me right now. Here. <laughs> Give me one second. I'll let her up. Okay. I didn't really listen to him. And then he put out this, this three and all these different mixtapes. It was just crazy. And all of a sudden, he was on like everything. Carter, too, was just absolutely amazing. Better. Lyrically and web. Right. You know, everybody starts somewhere, and as long as you put the work in and really want something, you'll improve, you know? As demonstrated by Lil Wayne. So you've got a few projects. Do you have any um, possible shows coming up? I know during COVID, it's kind of like you never know, but... Um, I don't have anything lined up right now. I, I had... I was supposed to do one of the other mines a few weeks ago daughter got COVID and I had been you know I had been exposed to it and I got bye don't want to do it's just you know like I, I want to infect everybody else so yeah I did not do the show because of um but um I did recently um Easter Sunday I don't even know what it's supposed to be it's probably a secret did like a secret like tiny desk concert kind of thing show and that was recorded not sure it's gonna be released on it I don't know who's gonna release it but like a thing recently um as of right now I do not have any um I'm sure that there will be some to come very yeah um so that I thought I thought you had a performance recently to promote the Sleeping Giant. Did that already come and go? Um, recently. I guess maybe you were just dropping it, like you know, releasing the album, and I thought there was also more to it. That's probably what it was. So. I mean, Sleeping Giant. I think I released in like twenty. Um, other album, but it's my most recent. Um, project since then but it was the gem city have, stuff that i heard but i have but i have still been doing shows um the most recent it's the most the recent the most recent show i did which i feel like was um right. show um i got to like go up giant stuff for like some of my solo stuff i sat with gem city um, big shout out to Genius Black for like making that possible. Um, and I know like we'll be working a lot in the future as well. 
Jeremy and I are close. So. Right on. Um, and he's a great producer. Are you um, learning some of your producing skills from him or mostly just oh, alone? Absolutely. Yeah. We've actually produced a lot of beats together at this point. Um, things people might not know, like, um, what was it? Uh, Peace God. Peace God was produced by the two of us. I was off the first album. Um, he also produced uh, Duo off the first album. Like, And we've definitely produced a few beats together since then. So, yeah, we've worked. Um, like, He's an amazing producer and like being able to work side by side with him actually producing i've learned some of his trick um he, he inspires me and it's great to be able to work but black or whatever real like dude dude is uh um, yeah i learned a lot yeah i love his beats they're solid all right so we talked a lot about rap in general. Um, is there more that we could talk about that we haven't talked about that you would like us to talk about or like us to know? I mean, just know that I'm in the lab and I'm working. I'm actually sitting in the lab right now. Specifically, I'm building my basement. I'm about to have a full up. It's almost done. I, I like frame the door and and we set to go, so I'm gonna be recording. I would expect a lot of music, but soon. <laughs> nice. So prior, you were recording at other people's studios. Yeah, I mean, before I'm, I'm out and out here. I had booth in my in my place, um, but when I moved, like it was a makeshift. Like when I moved here, and I, I, you know, I per- so like I. You know, I want to have something more permanent. I'm trying to build a booth. It's kind of the kind of the deal. Mm-hmm. So, are you speaking of buying a house? Congratulations. Um, are you a Maine native? Like, or when did you move here? Um, I grew up in Maine. Um, my mother's ex is Trinidad. Um, my father's from North Carolina. I'm on the South American. But I grew up in Portland, grew up in Portland, Maine. Went to school in Westbrook. Um, but yeah, not a Maine native, but I've, I've lived around a little bit. I've lived in Pennsylvania. Uh, so I've, I've been around a little bit. Right on. What brought you back? <laughs> Ain't no place like home, I suppose. Right on. Yeah. Well, Shamik the God, thank you so much for spending time with us today at ITP. Tell us, uh, what's the plug? How can reach your, excuse me, how can listeners reach you? So you can look me up. I mean, you can find all my music on uh, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, um, any any streaming platform. Albums up on, can I go by Make the God? Uh-uh. Or you can find me on Facebook. Anyway, it's like no ledge. But if you look up Shami the God, my, my profile will come up anyway. So also on Instagram, Grandma, Facebook. You can, yeah, I suppose. Um, but yeah. Yeah, 
And just for clarification, Shameek is S H A M E E K, and then it's T H E, the God, G O D. Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I never think about that. Like someone might spell it wrong and not be able to find it. But yeah, that's how you find it. Perfect. And that was Shameek the God. Very talented rapper. Maybe not the best internet, but we made it work. And the song we're about to play is called Changing Lanes. It is off the album Sleeping Giant, which was released last year in 2021. So real pivotal COVID project for him and speaking from the heart and really self-contained and having limited inspiration from other artists, really digging down deep into his own thought process on this album. So this is probably the single cut. Um, Literally, it was the single off the album. So please enjoy Changing Lays by Shamik the God. Money, power, famous, all the same to 
grinding, trying to work my angle. No squares up in my circle, man, you know just how that game go. Money, power, famous, all the same to these lames, though. If you like what you've heard and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Time for some PSAs. The Immigrant Legal Advocacy Project known as I-LAP, is Maine's only nonprofit immigration legal services organization. ILAP has helped people from over 100 countries gain legal status. To see if Immigrant Legal Advocacy Project can help you or someone you know, get more info online at ilapmaine.org. And that's I-L-A-P. M-A-I-N-E dot org. Also, Wabanaki Reach supports the self-determination of Wabanaki people through education, truth-telling, restorative justice, and restorative practices in Wabanaki and Maine communities. For information about understanding colonization, the Truth Commission, and more, go online to MaineWabanakiReach.org. M-A-I-N-E-W-A-B-A-N-A-K-I-R-E-A-A-C-H dot org.